T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. That's what I'm talking about. 201, welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of Carton and Roberts. Evan Roberts, Craig Carton. All the way to 6.30. Phone number to join, as always, 877-337-6666. Got a great show for you today. Now, let me think. What's happened since we last were on the air? Uh, both uh, Super Bowl teams arrived in Arizona. That's a good thing. Uh, let me think. What else is there? Oh, 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 Brian Cashman forgot that he was being recorded when he did a radio interview and we've got the sound of that Yankee fans aren't going to like. And what else was there? Oh, that's right. <laughs> what I miss? Did I miss anything? <laughs> something, something happened? You had a run. <laughs> you had an open window. And you had three of the top ten guys in the league at one point. Then you had two of the top, I don't know, seven guys in the league. You went on an 18 and two run earlier this year. You had dreams, legitimate dreams. Maybe we're good enough. <laughs> and listen, I feel, no, I don't. <laughs> you don't feel anything. Good afternoon, Evan. Uh, appropriately so, wearing the uh, customized, authentic, only four of them exist in the world right now, but you can buy yours too, the I'm a Loser sweatshirt. I'm a loser. What is up? (laughs) What's up? You know, you know. Yeah. You know that every day I walked in this office and in this studio since June 30th this last past year, there was like a numbness to me. There was. I enjoyed winning games. But I also knew. One day. I knew. I knew it would end in just fire, brimstone, and a hellscape. Now it's going to get worse. Now, now you got to figure uh, KD's next to that's go. That's the next question. But right? when I'm in Florida and it's sunny outside and I'm spending family time, did I think the hellfire and brimstone was going to occur then? No. You I did didn't. not. So, yes, it came out of nowhere. Yes, it's over. Yeah. Yes, now we focus on what does KD want. But deep down, every Net fan, all 502 of us knew that this was going to end like this. And it had to end. Once Kyrie Irving, in the midst of the Nets, actually looking like a competent basketball team, actually said, trade me, I need my full max. As if we're doing a contract negotiation in the middle of February, I knew what you knew, what we all knew, which is it's over. There's been many things over the last three years that made you think maybe it's over. Sure. Where do we begin? Yeah. But I'm not going to go through them. But I knew on Friday afternoon, all right, this is it. 
and it's over. Yeah, and they acted pretty quickly. Uh, obviously, he goes to Dallas. Good news, you got Spencer Dinwiddie. No, back. no, no. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Now, I love Spencer Dinwiddie. I know you, you know do. that. I know you do. That's my guy. Yeah, he is my guy. <laughs> no, it's, it's just true. Who knows, guys? I'm going to give you a little heads up on something. Yes. The trade call has not occurred yet. Now, you may say, well, what does that mean, Evan? He's going to Dallas. No, he is going to Dallas. Yeah. The fact the trade call hasn't occurred means Dinwiddie may not stay in Brooklyn. The Nets are not done. It could be Kevin Durant. It could be trying to improve this roster around Durant, which is, I think, what Sean Marks is trying to do. not till Thursday afternoon. The longer there's no trade call the more likely it is that Dinwiddie's being used to well, be funneled somewhere else. Without getting too in the weeds on it, explain to people what the trade call is once, because it's a little confusing Once for the Nets and Mavericks are on the phone saying this is our trade, league approves it, and it's done, yes. Dinwiddie cannot be traded before this trade deadline. The longer they wait, the more it's possible that a third and fourth team could be involved in this trade. It's not changing Kyrie's destination. No, Kyrie's he's, going to he's going to Dallas. Right. But what interests me, and maybe you to a smaller degree, I think you're more interested in the Durant part, is that the Nets are about to make another trade. I just don't know what it is. Are they going to try to add around Durant now that they've got a first-round pick unprotected in 2029 that they can use as a chip? I think that's the plan. But if they get notification from Durant, I want the hell out of town. But- it's certainly possible that Kevin Durant is traded before Thursday I mean, at 3. I think there's probably, I listen, I'm sure they've had conversations with Kevin and his rep. There's no doubt about that over the last 48 hours. They'd be stupid not to have. And is there a chance maybe the Nets said to him, listen, uh, we know how you're going to react to this. Give us uh, 48 hours to uh, try to make the team good enough for you to stay. Yeah. Uh, certainly on the table. Kevin Durant has already once said, I want to be traded this past summer. So it'd be weird for him to come out again now publicly, which is why for a guy that lives on social media, Quiet. the level he does, uh, whether it's going back and forth with fans or just putting out his own stuff, having nothing to do with fan interaction, he has not said a word publicly that I've seen no. either with his mouth or on social media. Look, here's what I know. Meaning he's waiting for something to happen. Yeah, this is what I know. And this is not being mean, being, me but being can negative. We, before you say that, yeah. can't we all just enjoy for a moment that the Nets are dead? Can we enjoy that just for a moment? Are we, though? Just for a moment. What if we get Pascal Siakam? Just for a moment. <laughs> we dead can still? we not enjoy the fact that right now in the moment, could yeah. change tomorrow. Right. But right now in the moment, the great exercise that was... Can three amazing players come to Brooklyn and bring the Borough Championship? And then that morphed into, can two right. amazing players get together and bring us a With championship? a stiff max player who doesn't want to play basketball. Correct, correct. And now we're at the place where we're kind of, it feels like full circle, but it's not. Not yet. But can can one great player with a collection of good players yeah. bring Brooklyn a championship? And it feels like the answer is no. Right. Well, I think your celebration and all the Knicks fans' celebration, because I know you hate the Nets, and that's fine. That's I, well, I respect just, that. I think it brings us back to the appropriate order of New York, which is... Screw the Nets. They, <laughs> they no okay. longer exist. <laughs> well, I think that Durant, Durant's not ending his career here. Can we all just be honest with each other? It's not happening. Well, this would be the time to move. No, then. no, I, I disagree with that. What I would do, and this is not me being delusional, I would say to Kevin, now is not the time for you. Now is not the time for us. Okay. We're going to make moves. We're going to try to win around you. He's apparently coming back uh, in the next week or two. I mean, yep. he could be back within a week. Yep. 
And at the end of this season, it may be mutual. Because I can tell you right now, Craig, I want to win a championship. If I realize at the end of this season it ain't happening, I'm going to want to blow it up. I'm going to be the one to say they got to trade Kevin Durant. give me three more first-round draft picks. Let's go. Let's start over. And we'll still rebuild quicker than your team, which you know deep down. But I don't think now is the time. But what I do know, Craig, is that if you want to celebrate the end of Kevin Durant, it's either going to happen in the next three days or it's going to happen in the summer. I'd be stunned if we're sitting here in 2025 and yeah. Durant is still a Brooklyn Net. As would I. As would I. But listen, uh, it's crazy. It's crazy, and that's the word most associated with Kyrie Irving. And the other side of it, from a Mavericks standpoint, uh, just so people understand exactly what the Mavericks did, which is really fascinating, they've essentially said... We'll get rid of Jalen Brunson mm-hmm. for nothing, but add him to the list. So Jalen Brunson, Dorian Finney-Smith, for those of you that don't know him, he's a wing player who's a better defensive player than offensive player. Can't shoot he's a lick. He's a fan favorite in Dallas and is a glue player. And for a defense that's 23rd in the NBA, yeah. that's where Dallas ranks. They have gotten far worse defensively 100%. after this strike. Uh, yeah, he and, can't and by shoot, the way, he's a good defensive player. By the way, like, from a basketball standpoint, yeah. the Nets are a deeper team. They are a versatile team. They are a better defensive team. That doesn't mean they are a better championship contender. Which they are not. you usually need multiple superstars yeah. to win. But I do admit that the Nets have gotten better defensively. But think about what the Mavericks did. So it's, uh, it's uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, Three draft picks and Jalen Brunson, essentially. Six players uh, for Kyrie Irving, who's not signed beyond four months They're from now. They're going for it. You see, I mean, they, it, by definition, that's it, called look, it's winner it, bust. It's probably going to fail for a lot of the reasons I just said defensively. But they look at an open Western Conference and they say, what yeah, the hell? Why not us? Let's go for it. Yep. Now, what the Nets said was they got offers from the L.A. Lakers. Let me just say this about Joe Sy. If Joe Sy turns down a better trade because he's vindictive, then it just proves my point he's the worst owner in sports. With that said, with that said, he didn't turn down a better offer. He did not. The Lakers' offer of Russell Westbrook and two unprotected number ones, if that was even on the table, is not better than what the Nets got. I'm sorry. I agree. But I will tell you this, bro, and this goes for any GM and any owner in this town. I want the best package back. I'm not using this vindictive, well, he wants to be a Laker. I can't let that happen. Right. So that report that came out yesterday, if that's true and they turn down a better offer, Craig, I'd lose my mind yeah, over that. Well, the reality is that they did not turn down a better offer, and it seems like it is true. They got the best offer yeah. on the table. Chris Paul, unfortunately, at this point in his career, and Jay Crowder hasn't played a game this year, is not a better offer than Spencer Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney-Smith and an unprotected first-round pick yeah. once Luka's with the Knicks. Think about this. <laughs> you guys signed Luka? I got their first-round pick unprotected. There you go. That's not till 2029. So this trade's going to reverberate for the better part of a decade. Or the uh, Nets are going to use that to go get somebody else. To go get someone else. And I think that's their In plan right to now. to appease Kevin Durant and keep him here. In an attempt to try to win a championship around one superstar. Look, we've seen teams do it. I mean, teams can win titles around one superstar. In a a league that's filled with dysfunctional people and teams, boy, the Nets uh, put themselves in a position with two of them, with Harden and Kyrie Irving, and just, uh, you know, kind of, you know, held their nose, uh, recognizing that this gives us a chance to win a title talent-wise. But you know how it goes. They're both uh, team wreckers. Yes. I mean, that's that's what they are. And no one's going to argue that they're Hall of Fame caliber talent. No one's going to say they're not because they are. They're among the great players to ever play the sport of basketball. 
but these are not guys that you and, build uh, uh, foundational but, championships around. But not. you'd agree with me on this. And yeah. forget Harden for a second. You know I hated that trade. I don't want to relitigate that. The idea to sign these two guys, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, while it's been a colossal failure, and I agree with all the Knicks fans out there, oh, it's the biggest failure in New York sports. Guys are right. I'm not going to argue that. I, I've experienced it. With that said, I do it again. You do it every And I would do it over and get. over again yeah. because that's what gives you a chance to win. Now, they're not going to win. I admit that. Right. But you got to give yourself a shot. Yeah. No, no. You do it knowing the outcome every chance you get because they're superstars. Like, and when they, they, even though Durant had the year he didn't play, you're talking about no joke. When they had him, three of the 10 best players in the league on one team, they were the team to beat. Unfortunately for you guys, you won one playoff series. That's how it goes. The same, <laughs> the same amount of playoff series wins as the Garnett Pierce era. <laughs> all right, so we got Ooh. all that. Uh, we do have some Yankee news for you uh, coming up. Regarding Brian Cashman, who doesn't seem to know why Yankee fans are so upset about the way last year ended. Perhaps uh, once you hear the audio, which we're going to play for you momentarily, uh, you can give him an idea. Maybe Brian's listening right now, uh, having lunch with my main man, Omar Minai, who's a great guy. And maybe he'll understand why Yankee fans aren't so thrilled about the way last year ended that. And, of course, all the Super Bowl stuff coming up as well. As both teams are now in Arizona a little uh, weight room workout today from what I read. And then they get added tomorrow and Wednesday and into Super Bowl weekend. We are all pumped up for that. WFAN, WFAN-FM, and WFAN.com. There's also a little something going on. Gee, um, thanks. <laughs> I think it's, what's it called when you, uh, you, you get pleasure out of other people's failures? Uh, it's called something. Uh, it's called being a loser? Yeah, it's not, be, it's not that. <laughs> Uh, it's called being a Met fan in the late nineties. Highest and early thank you, Grubhub. <laughs> now it's called inside. There's a there's a thing for it when you get pleasure out of other people's failures in life. What's that Voyeuristic? called again? No, no. Fatalistic. Uh, no. Sadist? You're no, sadist? not any. I'm gonna Google it. Hold on. Uh, yeah, enjoyment. Masochist from other people's failures. Yeah, all right. It's I got called it. something. Schadenfreude. 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 Yeah. It's uh, what we're experiencing right now is a little case of uh, Schadenfreude. Yeah. Uh, Schadenfreude is not the new power forward on the Knicks, by the way. Uh, it is Knicks fans rejoicing in what we believe is the net demise. We're getting joy out of your troubles. And by the way, that's not new because when the Mets lost to the Padres... There were Keith McPherson took joy in the Mets losing. Yeah, the rest when right. Yankee fans the, across the board, and did. I'm not just knocking Keith there because when the Yankees lost to the Astros, many of us, including a certain someone on the other side of the glass, who's that? Tomas Tomas Lugauer took much, 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 much joy yeah. in the Yankees' embarrassment by losing four zero to the Houston Astros. Yes, so this yes, is you new. Did you Schadenfreuders? I look. I raise my hand. I own it. When the New York Rangers got. Defeated, Defeated in the Eastern Conference Finals, and I was a jealous well, little you know come what. So talky. I do. Okay. I mean, what do we do? What do we do? Well, you really like? You didn't go home. You went home. Yeah, enjoyed that. Okay. <laughs> when Trey Young danced at yes. Madison Square Garden, you liked it, even though my team was better. I took joy. Yes, you are the king of the Schadenfreuders. Like, matter of fact, I think it's time for you to update your adult baseball league and add the Schadenfreuds as a team. <laughs> now, I know you can't handle a fifth team in that league, but I think it's time to change the names of one Maybe of the teams. Maybe time to expect, well, which team should lose their well, name? What are the names again real quick? The Bros for Joe. 
Might be that the guy. schmoozers for Steve Summers. The bros, the schmoozers. The mink men. Yeah. And the mongos for Mike. Well, Everybody's I mean, retired. I mean, got, uh, I have an affinity for John Minko, so leave that one alone. Minko's safe. Yeah, I think Minko's got to be safe there. Okay. The mongos just sounds funny. Okay. So you kind of like, hey, Woody, I'm on the mongos. All right. Bye. There you go. I think you got to go with the bros or the hoes. The bro- or Joes, excuse me. <laughs> The bros or the Joes? The, no, the other one is the schmoozers. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I think you got to get rid of Well, you, you got to decide. But one of them teams should be known as the Schadenfreude. The Schadenfreude. What team's yeah. the most successful? Yeah. Um, well, not what team's the least successful? Oh, the least successful. This yeah. past year, the bros won the championship. Okay. The year before that, we no, had no. a mini dynasty. Who came in last place? Ah, uh, the Mongos. So the Mongos for this year should be the Schadenfreuders. The Schadenfreuders. It's like, you know, like in soccer, you get relegated down a division. Yeah, yeah. So they can regain the name Mongos by, by getting gotcha. to the World Series. All right, I'm going to tell them. They don't have to win it, but you got to get to the championship game because I assume yeah. two teams make the playoffs. That, no, well, we everybody makes the playoffs and we oh. have a tournament. So you've minimized the regular season. Yes, we have. Huh. When you have four teams in a league, what so are you going to do? Yeah, you've mocked like Adam Silver and Gary Bettman and uh, Roger Goodell for minimizing the regular season. Don't do that. Yet in the league that you operate, yeah. you too have minimized the regular season. I could go 0-20. I'm in the playoffs. You know what I don't do? I don't put a runner on second in extra innings, though. By the way, that's, uh, that's whataboutism. We don't, we don't like whataboutism on this show. You know that. Now, speaking about whataboutism, your guy, Brian Cashman. Went on the radio in Chicago on the score. I'm not sure which show, so I apologize for that. But uh, we can just play the whole thing through. Big Mac or no? Yeah, it's about a minute clip. I did All cut. Right. I did cut out the question, though. So if you want to press, so why don't you question. tell us what the question? What's the question? The question That's was important. How, yeah, the question was how did, um, he pretty much said here in Chicago we're trying to figure out how the Cubs and uh, White Sox have done in their offseason. Got to figure there in New York. Everyone's got to think it's a big A. You re-sign Aaron Judge. You resign Rizzo. That was the question. Yeah, so, right, so they, it was they, like, "How's your offseason going?" But they prefaced it by saying, "Must be everyone must be right, thrilled." So you had a great wow. Brian Cashman uh, being interviewed in Chicago. <laughs> wow! And the hosts in Chicago, not their fault. They don't know any yeah, better. I don't blame them for that. Right? They say, "I assume Yankee fans are loving the offseason." You got Judge Sox. Yeah, I guess they, and okay. Carlos Redon. They see Aaron Judge resigned. You added Carlos Redon. Sure. Wow, what a great offseason. Yankee okay. fans must be thrilled. Uh, here's Brian Cashman's reaction to that. Well, New York's a tough grading system, so the only A you get is if you finish finish with that trophy in hand. Otherwise, you get an F. There's nothing in between. <laughs> so so it, remains, it remains to be seen. Um, it was funny. I was just talking to Omar Minaya, who's you know one of my special assistants until last Last night we were having a little dinner and I was talking with him and my son Teddy and I'll just tell you this real, real quick, but he said, uh, I, I, you know, we we're talking about how the season ended and I was like, where did, how far did we get? You know, and, you know, I was like, we got, we got knocked out. Was it in the first round, the second round? And, and Omar was talking to me about it today. He goes, man, he's like, you guys are in it so much you can't even remember what happened. I'm like, well, I was like, you know, to be quite honest, quite honest Omar, we, we, the truth was, in the end, we had four games short of a World Series appearance, but it felt like the way our fan base reacted in the press that we got, you know, we got knocked out in the first round. But you know, so you can't re- really remember sometimes reality versus the perception. And the perception was we 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 didn't do well, and and the reality was we had a hell of a, another run at it, but but fell short. So that's just the New York market. Mm. Wow. So I want to make sure you guys heard that clearly. Uh, he's obviously. You know, mocking whether or not he knew what happened. He obviously knows what happened. Where they got eliminated, he gets to it. Because that's but, weird for him not to know yeah, what he happened. Obviously, he obviously knows. Okay. Uh, but his belief is that 
Uh, they had a great run at it because they came within four wins of getting to the World Series and doesn't quite understand why that's not enough. Yeah. I don't know if he doesn't uh, understand. Uh, uh, no, no. Oh, he, uh, you're already defending him? Oh, we haven't yes, even given I'm an opinion him. yet. Nah, and you're already well, you defending him. You've been having it on. I stepped in. He does say if you don't win the World Series, it's an F. Yes. So that's an acknowledgement right there. But he's almost like saying, come on, guys. We had a great year. We made a great run at it. We came four wins away from the World Series. But you wouldn't know that by listening to the fan base and or the media's coverage of what we did. He didn't say anything. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't say anything wrong, right? But I think Brian should. What? Um, you're defending him. I'm no, right. I'm not. I haven't, I haven't finished yet. Okay. Sounds like he's he defending him. Like he didn't say <laughs> anything wrong. wrong, but he doesn't seem to understand what the Yankee fan wants to hear. Like, sometimes you got to give the people what they want. So let me try this answer, and you tell me if this would have been a better answer. Look, we, we accomplished a lot in the regular season, and while four wins away from the World Series seems really good, that's not acceptable where we are. And I agree with the Yankee fans. If we don't get to a World Series or win a World Series, to me, and I'm a tough marker, that's an F. So I happen to agree with our fans that despite only being four wins away from the World Series, it's a failure when we don't get there, especially when we get swept by our fiercest rival. That's the red meat answer the Yankee fan wants to hear. Am I wrong? No, you're right. I just think that when asked... By uh, what is he even doing on Chicago me, uh, radio? I have no idea. But well, when, I when mean, asked he... by an out of market radio station, yeah. if you expect him to just hurl right in to the <laughs> red meat answer instead of just saying, you know, along the lines of trying to explain to a, a couple of guys who clearly have no I idea just it, what the Yankee fan fan base thinks because they think they, oh, you must be thrilled out in New York. No, let me tell you, despite how good we were, they still hate us. Yeah, but so my that's answer, where we yeah, are. But Big Mac, my answer would have explained it too. You're just giving the Yankee fans who are going to hear this clip, you should know that, the red meat answer they want, which is, it's not acceptable if we don't win. See, it's one thing to come out and say it's not acceptable to them. You know, they they, they give us an F because we didn't win the World Series. Right. But then to come back around and go, but I think we had a hell of a season. Matter of fact, we, we, came, we came within four wins of getting to the World Series. What? And he knows he's, he's, he's being interviewed. So he knows it's going to get back to New York. At some point, I think he has to say, and I agree with them. Yeah. It's been 13 years since we won a title. We don't have audio of it, but Steve Cohen did an interview with Jeff Passan. Steve Cohen gave answers that he knew Met fans would print out and put on their wall in their office in their home and pray to the altar of. Brian Cashman didn't do that. Brian Cashman couldn't say anything to put a frame up on any the Yankee answer fans. I just well, no, he couldn't. They'd still say you haven't won in 13 yeah, years. You're basking in the inside. glow. You're basking in the glow of you your owner. You just fed red meat to the people that don't like exactly. it. Exactly. That's no, what you well, did. Now, that, there, I, that listen, I agree with, but every, there's nothing you could do the Yankee other way. Yankee fans are going to say what they want to say regardless. No, but No one's going to love you, Brian Cashman because he told Chicago he, that no, I agree with the fans. But Yankee fans want the general manager of the Yankees, yes. who hasn't been to a World Series in 13 years, yeah. to speak the same language they're speaking mm-hmm. from the same verse. They want the Brian Cashman, uh, the GM yeah. of the Yankees, to come out and go, look, did we have a good year? Yeah, but not by our standards. 
By your standards, they we won. had a good year. Brian Cashman. No, no, but that's what the no, fans say. he's saying the fans yeah. give it Brian, up. Well, I think what fans want to well, hear well, is Brian Cashman right. hold himself and the organization to the same standards that most Yankee fans have. Right. That's all. That's no, it. I, it's I a simple answer. Yeah, right? and by but way, at the end of the day, it's time, just words. Yeah. But the fact that he feels like, man, we made a hell of a run at it, came four wins shy of a World Series. But on this side, we got an F for that. There's a disconnect there. And Brian Cashman's been around long enough to know right. that that's going to be uh, what's going to be played over and over again. Yeah. And that fans are going to hear that. And right or wrong, because you could make the argument the fans are wrong on this. I but right or wrong, that's a disconnect. It's, exactly. I think you're right on. And that's where, look, at the end of the day, Big Mac, it's not a big deal. Right. It goes away in 48 hours, maybe less. But that's my reaction to his answer. Like, yeah, just give right. the fans what they want sometimes. It's not hard. It's so easy. And by the way, whenever I hear Brian Cash say, let me give you a quick little story, I'm like, liar. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, that, that was, was the, the worst quickest... part about it to me. I know you said that he obviously knows, but like, you don't remember where we lost? I remember. I remember losing all four games in the ALCS. Yes, I think about that, it every I, day. I agree with that on Big like, Mac's part. That's the like, comment that bothers yeah, me. Like, don't be flippant about where we... That. No, 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 I get it. I, I take your word that he's BSing yeah. that, but I completely agree with Big Mac. That would be something that would annoy me. You right. don't know when you lost? Yeah. I know when you lost. I, mean, I remember every yeah. second of happy Because you lost. I'll be totally honest with you. Uh, coming from like the, the heat he's under from the fan base, I don't expect any GM that won 99 games won a division in a division that had three playoff teams in it and was the f- in the final four and was in the ALCS, I don't expect any GM in any circumstance to call that a bad year. I just don't. I understand that that's where the Yankee fan is, yeah. and that's where well, George Steinbrenner set, set the bar in 1976. There's also, but, a, there's also a part of last year's postseason right. where their offense disappeared. Yes. Where fans, the last memory you have of last year's Yankee team was barely getting by Cleveland right. and batting what a buck fifty in the in the against the Astros, whatever it was. Right. I think that's why he's gotta come out and give you the red meat. Yeah. It's, you know, easy it's like you to lost a game that. seven yeah. on a on a on a bad call right. or on a home run in the bottom of the twelfth. And then if that you, ha- you got swept. See, but- and if that happened, we'd all be okay with this statement? No. That's not the point. No. It's but the, that's not, Big Mac, that's not even the point of how they lost. It's That's the answer that makes this easy for Yankee fans to say, that. oh, look, at least he's thinking he the way I'm thinking. He didn't give you the spoonful of sugar. Okay. To make the medicine go down. Right. Yeah. But the reality is, and Craig's been on Cashman's side a lot on this, and so have you. I'm a Cashman guy. The bar is gotta still be high, like yes, it was in it the 2000s. No, it's not. Yes, it not is. when you deem getting swept in the ALCS a as a success. I then the bar's not high success. enough. He said we gave it a good run at it. Didn't well, that's say, not a good run at it. Bows for Big Mac, it. That's not a good run at it. I'm sorry, okay. it's not. So you got, not for the Yankees. You can't say anything. Not for the Mets about soon the enough. Okay. No, right. give the fit. I'll tell you right now. Uh, you want him to say the Mets won 101 games. They got embarrassed in the biggest series that they played. Right. That happens again, and that happens again. You think I'm going to smile and say, well, they won 100 games. I'm happy. No, I won't. Matter of fact, you'd rather win 92 games than get to the next round of the playoffs. Yeah. No one, you see, but there's a line here. It's either, it's either I'm furious and I hate the way this team was and I hate everything about it and it was a colossal failure, or you win the World Series. There is a medium where it was like, yeah, listen, not good enough. But there were still some positives. Like, there's no middle ground whatsoever. He's got to either call it an out-and-out failure or he doesn't get it. I'll tell you why. Yeah. 
Where were you the last time the Yankees went to a World Series? Were you married? No. Did you have children? No. Did you have a mortgage? No. <laughs> right. Right. And now look at you. You're married. Yeah. You got two beautiful kids. Right. By the way, you have a kid in elementary school. I do. Right? Well, he's you in got, kindergarten, yeah. Well, it's elementary school, yeah. right? K to six, right? Yeah. So it's been a long time. By the it's way, been look, way look at too Tommy. Long. Tommy was single. Doing hits of ecstasy at rave parties <laughs> at City Field once a year. Yes, right. The electric he Daisy was Carnival. Having unprotected sex all over the five. <laughs> well, miles. let's not go that far. And now he barely leaves the apartment. He's uh, cockholded. Yes. by a wealthy woman. Uh-huh. And life is somehow good for him. A lot's happened since the last time <laughs> the New York Yankees went to a World Series. I think this is the best point you've ever made. Yeah. Craig. Yeah. I was allowed to vote the last time the Yankees <laughs> went to World Series. You still wait in line for food the last time. <laughs> I was in a very interesting uh, predicament about that this weekend. My son was honored. He won uh, the Minnie Maxwell Award for uh, t- you know top high school football players. Like 150 kids, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Delaware, were honored at this banquet. So you got to go, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to go. But you gotta go. Sure. So you go there, and it was supposed to be from 2 to 4 o'clock. All right, fine. I ate before I went. I'm good. Now they're serving food. And Anthony's with me, and he's like, Dad, let's get some food. I go, I don't do that. He goes, no, no, they're serving prime rib. I'd like, you know, have a piece of steak. I go, get a line and do it. He goes, well, will you wait in a line with me? <laughs> What'd you do? Does that count? I said, let's do this. Wait for everybody else to go. And if there's any left, we can have some. (laughs) (laughs) Just something else. Yeah, I I just can't do it anymore. I'm sorry. Yeah, so that's what we did. Sat at that table, made small talk with strangers, which I also hate. And then I played Angry Birds on my phone. (laughs) And then when my son got introduced, I stood up, I videotaped it, and I went back to playing Angry Birds. Sometimes waiting online is worth it. Really Not for is. food inside. Yeah, I, this weekend, actually last night, it was only a few hours ago, I was at Fort Lauderdale Airport. My flight was delayed. Shocking. I waited online for 45 minutes oh, for yeah, pizza. Embarrassing. 45 minutes. It's embarrassing. It was amazing. It was called the Cento. That was the name of the place. Yeah. It's at the Fort you Lauderdale Airport, yourself. Gate 3 or whatever it's called. Yeah. And let me tell you, it was worth every minute. You're not my guy. Handmade pizza guard. right Hand in front made, of me. Yeah, okay. Inside, I watched them. Yeah. Uh-huh. I watched them do the dough. Uh-huh. I watched them do the tomato. I watched them do the do cheese. Have, by the way, Evan. Yeah. Not for nothing. Go ahead. You're from New York. Yeah, that's right. You lived in Long Island City. I'll excuse your Long Island years uh-huh. just because I'm a good guy. Oh, thanks. You lived in one of the five boroughs. Yeah, what's your point? Outside of me, no one else on this radio station has lived in the five boroughs. And you are excited about waiting in line. For airport pizza. It was good. Shame on you. It was good. Shame I was stunned it was good. You thought I thought a place called the Santo at Fort Lauderdale Airport was going to be good? Shame I didn't. You. It was amazing. And I would eat it again. And if I could have it tonight, I'd have it tonight. Plus, I'm very upset with you. What? You went to Fort Lauderdale and you didn't ask me about my favorite restaurant in all Fort Lauderdale. So I know you didn't go there. And your sister probably lives five minutes away. I went out to dinner yeah. one time. Me and, Jim, me and my wife, we dropped the kids off at Aunt Stacy's house, uh-huh. my sister, and we went to dinner. It's possible. You didn't go. It's po- Did you first. go to the Rustic Inn? Holy crap. I know you didn't. You know you didn't. Holy crap. Because it's not, you nah, wouldn't do I, went, I went to a place called like Encanto. It was very good, though. Yeah. I had a surf and turf. <laughs> I had a surf and turf. I did. I went surf and turf. Lobster, <laughs> shrimp, filet mignon, medium yeah. rare, medium well. Sorry. Oh. Gotta do it. 
I know it's controversial. No, no. I've always said this about, well. about ordering steak and playing blackjack. It's your money. That's right. It's your mouth. That's right. Play how you want to play. And it was good in Even my mouth. I like, if you, I've always been bothered by this. I wouldn't order medium well, but I'm not eating your steak. So if you truly enjoy it, and yes, I think you're ruining it. I think you're making a terrible decision. But if that's how you like it, that's how you should it's get the most it. most understanding you've ever been. Yeah. And I feel like I you, used Craig. to say that same, you know, back in the day when I played cards. Like, yeah. it's your money. If you want to play stupid, play stupid. So when I'm in Vegas this weekend yeah. and I split on, uh, uh, please, please, I, don't, I can't get into it, obviously, but I no, don't want to hear it. No, but I don't want to hear. I'll it. get bad looks when I go to a restaurant. My point is this: when you're yeah. at a table like that, if I do something selfish, well, if you do now, you get yelled your at. Wife, no one's gonna say nothing. If it's just me and her, of course. Yeah. But if I'm at a table with people, I'll get yelled at. I'll get all that. When I'm at a restaurant, like you said, since I'm the only one eating it, no one gives a rat's ass. So while I understand your analogy, no, I'll tell you this. It's not a good one for if that you're reason. you're going to play cards. You see what I'm saying? You can't do stupid things. Like, I've seen... That's my point. I've seen a guy get punched right in the face yeah. because he split kings. But that's my point, Craig. At, at the last seat of the table. But that's yes. my point. Like, yes. you're right. You can do what you want. But if you're at that table, you're not going to think that way. When yes. I'm getting my own dinner it's and I'm going dinner. well done or medium well. Yeah. No one cares because they're not eating it. And let's be honest, with the amount those Adele tickets cost you, you're getting burgers anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's right. When do you leave? Friday? Friday night. After the show? Right after the show. Nice. That'll be nice. Uh, first class, I appreciate that. Way mm -hmm. to go, kiddo. No. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Are you driving to the airport? Yes. So you can't even drink before you get there. I'll drink when I'm there. You got to get l loaded uh, for that flight. You got to take a nice little nap on the way there. My assumption also is there'll be a delay because there's always a delay. So me and my wife going out of Newark. Yeah, there'll be a delay. I'm confident of a delay, so we'll have plenty of time. You going uh, United? Up. I don't remember, honestly. Uh, okay, I, fair I enough. I have it down to Fair it. enough. There'll be a delay. There'll be a delay. Although, unless sometimes you're lucky if you get like the, the latest flight out or the first flight out, it kind of goes smooth. It's anything in between is a problem. See, I would think the first flight out would have less of an issue, but the last yeah. flight out, you have all these other flights that, if they have a delay, could cause your delay. Like, last sure. night, I came back from Fort Lauderdale. It was supposed to be an 8 o'clock flight. We took off at 10. Oof. Uh, I mean, it sucks, but it is yeah, what it is. It's also the beauty about doing an afternoon show. Yes. <laughs> touche, sir. Touche. Well, you T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. 
track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. FAN, WFAN-FM, and WFAN.com. This is uh, Keith Rad. Uh, Keith, it's uh, Craig Carton and Evan Roberts, better known to you, of course, as Carton and Roberts. Uh, congratulations. How you doing? Good, guys. Good to talk to you. This is, uh, this is legendary stuff to be in the presence of you two right now. Well, more, more, so, more so me than Evan, that's true. <laughs> but uh, we appreciate it. So you and I, of course, are the only two guys that have ever called Cyclones play-by-play and uh, made it to the fans. So congratulations to the two of us. You know, I walked past this bottlehead of you and Boomer from 2010, and, it, you know, it looks good. You look good in this thing. I heard it got some strange reviews, but... Uh... By the way, you wanted something crazy about that bobblehead? It was a, it was a promotion we did with the Cyclones, when uh, Keith was in elementary school, and I, I, I don't know why it came up. I was looking at our bobblehead, and I get a little thing. I go to eBay. The Boomer and Carton Cyclone bobblehead, take a guess what it's selling for. Four dollars and ninety nine cents. How about five hundred? No, wow. I swear to God, five hundred. Yeah, five hundred. I think Bob in Vermont's got the high bid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Keith, uh, just for people, first off, no joke. Congratulations, you are uh, one of the new voices to be with Harry Rose on Met Broadcast. I believe it's you. Uh, is it Pete McCarthy? Is that right? No. Or uh, Steve McCarthy? No, I want you to figure it out yourself now. Well, don't I know, don't tell I know, him, Keith. I know his dad, Tom. Yeah. Tom McCarthy. You got the last name right, so you're off to a so nice So is it Tom Jr. McCarthy? His name is Pat McCarthy. I apologize. Pat McCarthy, Keith Rad are now part of the broadcast team. And uh, w- walk me through how you found out you got the job. Uh, well, it was uh, a lot of different things. I mean, I know there was some press stuff that happened before everything was official. I think you guys kind of mentioned something was happening, so that was somewhat... Oh, eye opening and then <laughs> there was a leak that's exactly what happened <laughs> there was a leak out of a leaky but yes i had nothing to do with the leak but uh <laughs> uh no i uh chris Oliveira was was kind enough to give me a call a, a, a couple of days ago and just say hey listen welcome to the welcome to the big leagues which was pretty amazing i was standing uh at my monarchy's park in coney island you know and got the call so it was it was kind of cool. It's where players get the call. They're going up to double A. Sure. If I can you made the jump. He went from single A to the pros. If I can just ask you, did uh, did the architect, Chris, actually say welcome to the big leagues? Uh, I think I blacked out during it, but I think it was something <laughs> like, like, welcome to the big leagues. Got it, because uh, yeah, he's been course, using a lot of baseball metaphors lately, and uh, <laughs> I told him uh, earlier today I find it objectionable. Did you get emotional when you were told? Was there like yeah. a couple of tears flying out? That hasn't happened yet. I don't know why that hasn't happened yet, but I'm sure it's going to be in there. Hopefully, not that first game sitting next to Howie and he sends it to me, and I'm just start you know bursting into tears. But how it's many, been amazing. It's been it's overwhelming, honestly. How many years have you done Cyclones baseball? I've been with the Cyclones for five. I've been doing the minor league stuff for about eight years. So, is there like a bunch of? I'm trying to think back. You know, you called a lot of Met players who now are on the team, right? Have you been doing it for five years? Yeah, so Brett, when Brett Beatty got up there, that was huge because that was one of our, our most recent guys up. And then, of course, Al Francisco Alvarez got up, got a home run at the end of the year last year. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Bryce Montez de Yoka, these guys out of the bullpen. Colin Holderman, who was part of the Vogelback right. trade. Yeah, I mean, these are, these are names. We, we ascended from short season out of high A, so we have guys that are you know now two steps away from the bigs instead of six. So the last two years have been 
a lot more of the Beatties and the Alvarez was coming up. And where did you go to college, and has this always been the dream? Yeah, I went to the University of Dayton out in Ohio, okay. and it was the dream probably freshman year out there, joined the radio station, and it threw me on the sports committee. So I learned to love it, and I do love it. It's a, it's a dream come true. And uh, have you ever broadcasted on play-by-play for a strange event, uh, a non-traditional event uh, through your your younger days, especially in college, or maybe once you graduated before you came to Brooklyn, uh, do you have one of those stories where you had to announce something crazy? Uh, I think when I first got to Brooklyn, we went out to the beach uh, right out past right field, and I broadcast a couple of seagulls flying uh, over the water just because, you know, we're itching to get going. So that was probably the best. Uh, but I didn't do the hot dog eating contest or anything yet, which you'll, you'll get you'll get there, yo. You'll get listen, you know, Kevin Burkhardt used to do sausage reports from uh City Field. That's true. And now he's doing the Super Bowl on Sunday. So I imagine he's one of those guys you look at, wow, look where he got to. Not that you'd ever want to leave the Met broadcast, but uh you can certainly look at a guy like Kevin and his uh career up path and say anything's possible. No, at this no, no, point. no. Here's what I want, Keith. As a diehard Met fan, I know my dad feels this way. What's we want that? we want Stability. If it doesn't happen anymore. 40 years of broadcasting the New York Mets, can you commit to us right now <laughs> that you will be the voice of the... Like, 45 years from now at the new stadium, wherever they build it, they're going to be... People are going to be like, Keith, I've been listening to you my whole life. You're the voice of the Mets. Can you make us that promise right now? You'll be here for if, 50 years? If you'll have me on for the, you know, 445 and 45 years from now, we can do this segment. We can We can talk about remember when. Well, I'll no, be dead by here. then. So yeah, that, Craig's dead. Not, I don't know who's going to be doing afternoons <laughs> at that point, but it ain't going to be me. And you're not going to be here 45 years from now. That I can tell you that also. What? He's not. I mean, I'm just let's kids. He's going to have career aspirations that'll take him out. He has a great voice. You can hear it. And as much as the New York well, Mets uh, need a okay. successor let me to ask the great you, Howie Rose, let me, Keith's going to be on the network uh, soon. I can well, tell. Well, hold on. Let me ask you this, Keith, because I'm very curious. Obviously, TV's TV. Do you, as a kid growing up, when you were broadcasting, did you envision radio? Because it's different. Like, you're painting the, the word picture, as Bob Murphy used to say. Like, do you look at yourself as radio is the dream? That's the gig. To be honest, 100%, they're two different beasts. Like, TV's cool and it's flashy and probably make a little extra scratch. But radio, the art of it, it's a little old school to say. It's vintage to say. But I love radio play-by-play, the the theater of the mind, the ability to paint the picture when someone's driving down the, the BQE and they can see the game through the words I say. I, I get more joy out of that. So while the network would be cool, Craig, I think the this gig, if I did this gig for the Mets for 45 years, I mean, it would be everything. No, listen, it would obviously wanted. be a pretty cool thing to be the uh, signature voice of, of any team, uh, let alone a team that you rooted for uh, growing up. And uh, we wish you the best of luck. You're going to be working with a legend in Harry, of course. Uh, Pat is the son of a legend. Uh, Tom McCarthy's been doing it a very long time. I don't know him, but it seems like you guys should have a pretty good run of it and have a good time. And like I said, Just you, do, watch. you get to sit next to a guy who's great at it. Watch a lot of honeymooners. All right. That'll prepare you for Howie a little bit. <laughs> and he likes Thanks, cheap guys. wine too. <laughs> no, I'm just putting, I'm just putting it out there. Cause that's the only wine he's ever bought me was nine bucks a bottle. <laughs> oh, boy. By the way, do you have a, a signature home run call that we should get ready to get used to hearing? I do not. I do not. I was kind of told coming up through college that everybody was already pretty much set. Hey, they're all taken kind of thing. So every single one hopefully will be organic and fresh and will 
you know, it will meet the moment appropriately. That's that's the goal. And then what happens? Uh, how do we split this up? Like Harry does the first three, you do the next three, and McCarthy does the last three. Does no. Harry do the last three? How's that go? No. What am I saying? It's a whole new thing. How do I know? Come on. Do they? Does so, he do the whole game? What's up? <laughs> so Howie will do six. I will do three. I'll be there for the color for the other six when Howie's Howie's it's Howie's booth. Uh, and then when Howie takes a couple of games off and we go out west or something like that, Pat right. and I will join, and uh, it'll be Pat McCarthy and myself doing oh, the game. Oh, so Pat's like the odd man out. So it's no, you he and Howie in post, and then he fills it. in. So it's you and Howie every day. When Howie decides not to go on certain trips, which we all respect, you become the six-inning guy. McCarthy becomes the three-inning guy. Now, here's my question. Does Howie do one, two, three, seven, eight, nine? Or does he do one through six? Or does he do four through nine? How's that work? I will be doing, I think, three, four, and seven. So he'll do the other, or he'll do one, two, four, five, eight, nine. See, you guys laugh at my questions, but you guys didn't know that. It's a weird split. I don't know how it goes. We so knew that. You knew that you knew that he does four <laughs> and seven and eight or whatever. It is. I did not know. Here's what I did. I didn't know three, four, seven. Yeah. But I knew it wasn't a three man booth. Why well, didn't say that? Yes, you did. You said does how we get this three? Do you get these three? Does Pat get these three? No. You know. <laughs> yeah, no. You know. I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know. You know what I've learned about you, Craig, and I love you. You don't know a lot. No, it's like to me, <laughs> here's the weird thing. Like Howie Rose should do the ninth inning. Right, it's you know he's the the senior broadcaster. You're doing the eighth and ninth inning, so uh, that I think that's right. So I figure you give Keith about till September when he's like, get the old guy out of here. <laughs> you know, listen, I want to call a playoff game. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, all jokes aside, congrats. We have all at some point in our lives been exactly where we are right now. When the phone rings and you get the opportunity of a lifetime and uh, make the most of it. And I'll give you the only piece of advice I'll give you, not that you asked, is advice that I got uh, back in 2007 when I uh, came back to WFN to do the morning show, and that was simply act like you belong there. And I think uh, you'll do great, and we look forward to hearing all your calls on our sister station, and uh, we wish you the best of luck. Absolutely, guys. Thank you so much. Congrats. I, I'm looking forward to a huge Schmidt season and hopefully a World Series. Well, that's not going to happen. Amen. But regardless of that, you'll you'll be a Met broadcaster, and that's happen. good enough. So, all right, kiddo, be good. Thank you. Thank you, guys. All right, that's uh, Keith Rad, the uh, new play-by-play voice, joining Howie uh, for this upcoming Met season on our sister station, which is... Oh, come on. 880, of course. <laughs> no, <laughs> You're bad enough. You don't even know that. It's still there, right? It's We're still, still there. Good? Oh, just checking. No, it's still there. I was, I was just testing you guys to make sure you know. So that's a weird breakup, right? Three, four, seven. See that? Well, I, I mean, honestly didn't know. I didn't know the that's three, four, why seven. I asked always, the probing question. Well, it's it's typically two, 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 and then how he would do the ninth. They're giving him one extra inning, I guess. Now how he's doing eight and nine. Correct. Pretty sure it was two, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and then how he did nine. Got it. Do you wow. know how the breakdown is with John and Susan? It's, yeah, John one, does it's a lot three. simpler. <laughs> <laughs> Susan's, uh, she doesn't do any play-by-play. You know, John right there was the splitter. <laughs> Thank you, Susan. I saw that. Of course, I can't see much anymore. But on the well, monitor, don't have a monitor, I was wondering how they know like it's a splitter. They have no idea, right? Sometimes you're just guessing, and you know what the pitcher usually throws, right. so that okay. gives you like a fair indication. Like, like you, you would say Mariano just threw a changeup. Right, like Jacob deGrom <laughs> would throw his slider and very rarely throw his curveball, so the honest answer would be that's not a fastball, it's a slider. 
Yeah, but they really don't know. Like a fastball, you could tell. Well, it's right? the beauty of radio, Craig. No one's testing you. Right. Oh, there's a, a 2-2 fastball hideaway. Yeah. Well, Meanwhile, it's like a big uh, you're hanging curveball. Well, they have been putting it up on the board now, both Yankee Stadium and Yeah, City but Field. I don't think you could do that in that kind of time. No. I think you're just saying it. There's a thing on the MLB app where you can listen to the radio timed up with the TV. And I've done it with the Yankees. I've done it a little How bit with the Mets. It? It's not bad. It's just that you're taking creative license. We're inventing stuff, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I would do the same thing. Much more on one broadcast than the other. And there's a uh, cutter. I'll leave it at that. How'd you know it was a cutter, Billy? I don't know. No, you know. <laughs> That's the beauty of radio over TV. High and outside sometimes is low and away. Yeah, by the way, I don't think you need to say what kind of pitch it is anyway. Yeah. Just say, here's the 2-2, two, two, high and away, 3-2. Radio is the theater of the imagination. Yeah. I like, it doesn't a, matter if it's true or not. I would be a great uh, radio baseball play-by-play guy. Why didn't you apply for the job? You could have had a third. Because I, I have two jobs. Why not a third? Well, because, Lazy? Of, you know, travel. I do want to do a game with you this spring, though. Or uh, March, whatever it is. Uh, can, can we make that happen? Since apparently we're just, you know, willy-nilly hiring people to do play-by-play. Uh, why can't you and I get a Yankee nah, game? Man, let's belts? go. Let's do it. I think that'd be great, right? Yeah. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.